Welcome to Talking Business and Life with Claudio Relsano and Steve Mancini. Claudio and Steve will share their business and life experience to help you grow your business and improve your life. Here's Claudio and Steve. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Talking Business and Life with Claudio Relsano and Steve Mancini. I am Claudio Relsano. And I am Steve Mancini. This is a special show. It's our last one together. Uh, we're not going to be doing this show. Steve and I are still going to be doing Italian Impact uh, Weekly, which you can hear on ItalianImpactWeekly.com. So tune into that show. But this show, Talk Business Life, we're gonna, I'm going to take this show and put it on my uh, show, the Claudio Relsano Show. I've done that for, what, three, four years now. And I've had many uh, athletes on. Mario Andretti, uh, Vince Papali, Ken Griffey Sr., Rocky Blyer, Jim Rooker, Sid Bream, many great athletes. And we talked about their careers and their life after sports or transition. But I also want to talk more about business and life, not just with athletes, but with successful businessmen and women and some friends and just kind of uh, hopefully be more of an impactful show. But I appreciate Steve Mancini allowing me to to do that, to do the Talk Business and Life show together. I always enjoy it. And uh, But again, if you want to listen to that show content, go to ClaudioRelsano.com. That was wonderful, Claudio. Yeah. And good news, folks. He's not firing me because no, we're partners. No, 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 no. No, we're, we, no, we, no. Just, we, we just found a nice little, I think you've got a all. nice niche, and I think it's just going to work. I think it's going to work well. You, you, you know, I wish you the best of luck with that. Again, we're still doing Italian Impact Weekly. That's kind of our baby. And i got to ask you a question about Italian Impact Weekly, and I mentioned I wanted to do it last show. How many countries are we in? Ooh, we've got to be well over 20. Can you name some of them off the top of your head? I should have. Oh, man, you put me on the spot. Well, Italy, Australia, um, a couple other places in Europe, Canada, the U.S., um, the U.K. Yeah, (laughs) you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. But, yeah, those are kind of the big ones that are sticking out. But it's about 20 countries from what I saw. I know. Again, it could just be a handful in one country. But the big ones are the U.S., UK, uh, Italy, Australia, and Canada. Those are the top ones. And then there was a bunch in, believe it or not, we had them downloaded in Albania, mm. Russia. I can't remember if there was a Ukraine one in there or not. But uh, but yeah, it was like a lot of weird Good. countries. I'm like, huh, Italians are everywhere. All right, well, we have a very special... We're going to lose the Russians. <laughs> no, it's the other one. We have a very special guest today, a very good friend of mine. Uh, she was a huge part of my book, I've known this young lady for years. She was also part of our Ring Talk boxing show with Smoke and Jim Frazier uh, and myself. And Smoke and Jim got rid of her. No, I'm kidding. No, he didn't. We, we should get rid of Smoke and Jim right now. He's the best. I'm seeing a pattern with Claudio. You know, we he's kind of gets around. <laughs> no, no. She is also an author. She wrote a, a very successful book called The Slick Mood Guide, which we'll, we will go over. And her newest book is Know the Enemy, Preventing Weight Gain, Diabetes, and Disease. She's a great wife, a great mom, a great friend, and that is Jody Velasquez. Jody, thank you so much for being in the studio. Well, thank you for having me. I feel honored. Definitely. Thank you, Steve, and thank you, Claudio. It's you got to really say some nice things about me. Nice. It's so really nice good things. to be here. Right. You know, I absolutely you. love doing shows with you and Jim. That was such a time in my life yeah. that, you know, eight years of, uh, you know, the first in 10 with Smoke and Jim and the, yeah. the boxing ring talk with you. Yeah. I always had a good time. That was and, fun. You know, you know I tell people all the time, um, when I leave Jim Luther and, and Steve, it's like I, I feel better. You know, I kind of come in here <laughs> Pissed about something, you know, and Steve. I'd like to vouch for that. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Yeah, you he, know? he does. He took me to dinner one time. He said, Claude, we're going to meet after the show. All right, Jody. I made him an offer. He couldn't refuse. Right. There you go. <laughs> first, tell us about your first book. My first book was, uh, it's the Slick Move Guide. And um, 
I, I happened to move five times in six years, and that was because I married a guy that wanted to be an air traffic controller. So uh, you kind of have to bounce around. You keep checking out at bigger towers to get up to where you want to be. So we moved five times in six years. And then we finally moved back to Pittsburgh. And I had some friends saying, you really moved a lot. And I said, yeah, like I never want to see another box ever again. <laughs> And um, they said, they started asking me questions, you know, and my one friend said, I have to pack a china cabinet tonight and I, the movers are coming tomorrow. I said, you got a lot of work ahead of you. So I went to her house and I said, you know, the glass has to be removed. And she said, what? And I thought, these people, they need help. So I started putting notes down and giving to my friends and it just, it turned into a book. And uh, it really was pretty successful. It sold on Amazon for a long time. I'm trying to get the sales back up again. It, I tweeted a lot, and I put the link out there a lot, so that helps sell your book. I got a new cover for it recently through Atlas Elite Publishing, and uh, it's got a brand new cover. But it's very helpful if you're moving and you want to save money, definitely get it. Well, you also kind of threw it towards athletes because they're always on the move a lot, which was a great idea on your part, especially NFL players. You know, it really was. It, I had sold uh, a ton of them to a, a home builder. And then in 2008, when the housing market crashed, you know, whatever happened there, I'm not really sure. <laughs> Steve will um, tell you. Yeah. What would you like to know? So I thought, who else would need this? And I started calling um, some sports leagues and uh, had a couple of the sports, the teams buy the books from me. And I still, I just yesterday, I was looking at the like the checks from them that yeah. I had like the envelopes and the checks. I was like, yay. And then actually the league wanted to see it and wanted to look at it. And I, I went with one of the, the original book before I wrote the athlete edition. I met with an NFL player, player development director and uh, we re revised it, and that's how the, the Athlete Edition came about. So it's out there, but it, it never really sold as much as, because it was kind of an in-house book, so it didn't sell as, as much as the other one. But the other one was a good seller for a long time, and it really needs to get going again because it's really good. If you're moving, you'll be shocked at how much money you'll save. <laughs> All right. Well, let me ask you a question. What was the big difference between an athlete move and just a regular move? Okay, that's a really good question. I hope uh, so. They, <laughs> they definitely, because players come in and they have to learn playbooks, and the playbooks are really thick and they have so much to learn, they wanted to reduce it and make it really simple language and really uh, reduce the size of it so they wouldn't have to read as much. So they wanted to take out things like how to pack antiques because the young players didn't probably have, don't know, have any antiques, like right? But really interestingly enough, they wanted to add stuff like uh, if a player gets picked up and he's a rookie, his first he goes out and he buys like all this state of the art stereo equipment and TVs for his house, and the first away game comes and he gets robbed. <laughs> so they wanted, you know, security on your house. Definitely get, you know, security. So it's not just moving stuff. This is like everything from... Her book's from, very right. specific. Okay. It, yeah. it is really specific. And, and, you know, if you are somebody that has a lot of money in that, like maybe don't tell the movers what you're doing and how much you make. <laughs> These were some of the things. Oh, and another one that's a really good one is uh, if you're pay, able to pay cash for a house, like some of the athletes are, uh, you still should get a home inspector because you pay that cash and you don't get the home inspector. These are the things that they said they wanted in the book because these are the things guys come in and they're all upset about and it's a big game and the guys are distracted because, you know, there's a problem with the house and they didn't get an inspector. So all that kind of stuff. All right. <laughs>
Now tell us about your new book, Why Did You Write It? Why did I write it? Uh, well, I was an, a new mom. My um, One of my daughters uh, was 19 months old and um, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. So that's crazy when you have a little toddler. They can't really tell you how they feel or, you know, what's going on with them. So you really have to check like 10 times a day. I feel super blessed that 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 responsibility was thrown on to me because I really got to see what every type of food, drink does to your body. And at that point, you know, I'm from the, the 80s. I was a teenager in the 80s. And that was sort of a more fit time in America. So I had that going for me. I understood that. I had a little bit of background about how, how to stay healthy. And then on top of it, for me to see that with, with her and see what was going on, how the certain foods were, what they were doing to her body and her blood sugar. And I would be thinking to myself, like, I kind of feel weird too. You know, like if you go out and you eat that big fast food meal and it's high in fat and high in uh, salt, you know, you're kind of thirsty and you feel a little run down. And I thought, I'm going to turn this into good for the whole family. I want us all to eat good and to be healthy and uh, do things to keep ourselves healthy. So it's it, the new book is a blend of everything I saw with her and how it made me understand diet so much better. And uh, it's a blend of... Um, stuff from the 80s what we you know what we did how how important fitness was to us and everything and then the changes over time things that have happened because the weight problem in America now is more than just diet it's it's a whole big bunch of things all together it's it's so much I mean everything from portions to the lack of exercise to you know we're, we're just programmed to have to get food everywhere we go and that's a big part of everything we do. And so the book kind of makes a comparison of uh, the past and how it is now. And it's eye-opening. If you were born in the 90s, you probably don't know what correct portion sizes should be. You know, So I tried to pull it all together. And I'm working with uh, medical journal editors, finding out that you know I'm, I'm they said you're very strong in the things that you know but then when I try to like pull some research to support some stuff they're like why well, you got to make sure you cite things correctly and everything so I'm in the um, editorial stage right now really trying to pull it all together so I can put it out there one of the big of, uh, biggest and best chapters in the book is uh, treats in school and how some of that goes unnoticed and can be really harmful. say that again Treats in schools. Treats in schools, okay. Treats, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, if you don't really know as a parent, unless mm-hmm. you have a child that has a need and the nurse has to call you, <laughs> yeah. but you won't know. So that I give all kinds of tips in there to watch out for in that regard. It's just got a lot of great information in it. You know, the more you're doing your research, do you ever think our portion control, our, our diet, lack of exercises, there's a whole bunch of factors, but it's not rocket science. But at the same time, kids are not being taught this. I mean, they're just not. Right. And so I wonder, you know, it comes back to the, the long-term health impact of an unhealthy diet and the lack of exercises. It's, it's not a mystery. Most of the problems in society are diet-related mm-hmm. or exercise. But I've always been told you can't out-exercise a bad diet. All right, so really it comes down to your eating, number one, and then exercise, number two. Why do you think there's... I don't want to say I hate government intervention, 
But why, you know, we talk about the obesity epidemic in this country. We know all the health problems. Especially they're getting younger and younger. These kids are getting things that they shouldn't, they just shouldn't have a lot of these diseases until they're, if possible, never, but certainly not when they're teenagers. You know, again, they're, they're diabetes. Right. But I'm not talking about the genetic ones. I'm talking about the, the healthy exercise. But why is there no push to change these things? Why, why does well, it seem like know, government doesn't care again? Shocker. You brought up a great point that actually hit me hard last week. <laughs> I, um, I found out from the editors that you just can't say that kind of stuff. You can't say, even though it's common sense, as you just mentioned, common sense is now synonymous with conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't just go out there and say One things. day we'll let our COVID conspirators out of jail, right? <laughs> we, uh, you know, you can't do that. So that's where the snag came in last week when I spoke to them. And, you know, even though it's common sense and, you know, if you pick up a package that of package, ultra processed packaged food that you just bought at a gas station on the rack right it's before toxic. you check out. It's And it's got a paragraph of things that you can't even pronounce or recognize or don't know what they are. But I cannot say in my book that those things are bad unless there's proof. And there's not, a, I don't think the research is being done and who knows why, but there's not. We know <laughs> why. <laughs> well, I can't say that. Well, we can say it. There's just too much money to be made in this garbage. Exactly. I mean, it, the, the food has become a business. Just like healthcare has become a business. And right. it's not in their best interest for you to eat healthy because you would eat less. You would eat more natural foods. You would eat vegetables. You wouldn't go to the gas station and buy your, you know, your, your donuts in a package that have been sitting there since 1973 but will never go bad. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what was the what was the fame or the or the famous treat that basically they said it could it, it could oh, be, it, thank you. <laughs> I mean, doesn't doesn't that doesn't anybody think that well that that can't be good for you I if it know. doesn't go bad. You can't say that, Steve. I'm saying There's it. There's no research. I'm saying that. it. Well, I'm so, well. Actually, the sugar part there is research. There's plenty of research on the sugar and the salt. I mean, anytime you could kind of any kind of when you have a health issue, most of the time your family doctor will say lay off of this. They'll mm -hmm. tell you to lay off of these things. So they're they're telling you it's bad for you. Yeah. But then we got to wait till I'm sick before you tell me that. Well, Steve, that, I'm so glad you brought that up because I really. That's I'm faced three. With, That's I'm, three good things for me. I'm faced <laughs> with a dilemma. Should I rewrite the chapter in a mem a memoir like tone and not pinpoint anything or say anything about it, or should I be that person that stands up and says, "Hey, this stuff isn't right." You know, or do I just... What's the intent of the book? To make money or to help people? <laughs> no. I mean, you want to make money is always a secondary effect no matter what. But ultimately, at the end of the day, when we choose our actions, it comes down to, are I doing this for the betterment of society or am I solely doing it to make money? The truth is, is if you're doing this much work and you have a daughter, you have a personal connection to your daughter. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you're thinking, man, this, was, this is rough. I got to live this. I always tell people, do the right thing. You're never right. wrong when you do the right thing. Right. That's just Steve's simple, simple is, opinion. There's a thousand books out there. Like, so what is different about yours? Okay, so I sent you that picture via email. So I don't know how many people can say they've done this, but I have probably 15 Sterno notebooks spanning over well over 10 years of do daily documentation of what was eaten and how it affected the, the blood sugar. And that, I think, in itself, sometimes experience trumps a certificate or you know schooling so I feel that I have a lot of valuable information uh, to offer through that experience and you know I am not 
a doctor and I'm not even a certified nutritionist, but I have so much experience with this. And I just wanna share what I know. And it was fun to pull all the things together. I see people saying that, you know, on some of the social media sites, it's, it's not one thing, it's everything. And I pulled them all together. And I just, I wanna share it. You know, I, one of the reasons that really, one of the things that really inspired me, I was at the mall and this, I was checking out and this girl, um, she, was, she was very cute. But she said, you're built like my mom. You're just a skinny little thing. And she said, my dad's skinny too. I don't know what happened to me. <laughs> I thought, yum, I, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> I, I want to help you. I want to tell you. And, and you don't know that in 1980, the muffin was the size of your, your fist. And now it's the size of a small pie. Right. But ironically enough, when I order a pizza and ask for a large, it's the size of a medium. So <laughs> That just happened recently, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. Pizzas back. kind of seem like they've renamed their uh, sizes. Like they went up and came down. Like well, yeah, they, 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 <laughs> you think you're getting a large, and you're paying for a large, but you end up getting a medium. You're like, oh, that's something wrong here, but maybe that's doing me a favor. Yeah. But you know what? Um, the, 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 simple, the simple reality is, is we are overeating without a shadow of a doubt. And I... Do not subscribe to the theory of, oh, it's, you know, it's genetics, it's this. Like, yeah, I believe some people are more susceptible. But you also, I mean, and there are, and there are definitely cases where there are genetic issues where people have a hormonal problem. But that's not the norm with most people. Most people, it simply comes down to just shoving too much food in your mouth. And I even have a thing where I do it. I call it bored eating. If I'm home too long and I'll go <laughs> in the closet and I'll eat. And I'm thinking, and while I'm eating, I'm like, I am not even hungry. I'm just craving the act of eating. It's because you, you said something before. We're we're so ingrained to eat, whether we're hungry or not. We got mm -hmm. three square meals a day. You got to have <laughs> breakfast. You know, somebody told me that the, 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 the saying that breakfast is the most important meal of the day was actually an advertising slogan. It's not some health. It's <laughs> right. not some health thing that says, oh, you've got to have a big breakfast in the morning. That's not the case at all. So, you know, how how are you going to try and change minds? Because ultimately, it's not just. It's it's everything. It's what you're eating, how often you're eating. You know, trying to reach, it's, you are literally going to try and retrain people's brains. Exactly. And, you know, it's through, through this book, I mention quite frequently small changes. And it's, it's not that you have to make a, a huge change. You know, if you are a bigger person and you eat a lot, it's, you're not going to eat the right portions suddenly. It's just not going to happen. But if you it's normally. It's worse if you try, in fact, too. There's people that go cold turkey. That's. It's bad. That's so bad. in my book, I mentioned that, you know, if you're a person that normally gets a 32 ounce, maybe try, go, try to go down to a 16, you know. <laughs> so it's moderation. Moderation. Daily yeah. changes. Well, and, um, and retraining to get yeah, used to less. Retraining, moderation. Right. Right. Yeah. I actually have uh, two preliminary editors in the very beginning. Uh, one lost 50 pounds reading the book. And the other one lost a similar amount. And they both let me know. They said there were some very, really good tips in there. And I actually lost weight editing your book. So <laughs> You were working them. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you, without, without giving away the whole book, if there, was one, if there was one piece of advice you would give somebody, what would you tell them? Oh, Besides buy your book. You're killing me. I can't do that. There's so much in there that's a good <laughs> Listen, the first is piece of advice is you should buy my book. Okay. Is it, is it exercise more? Is it the portions? What is it? And, uh, but you still want people to enjoy their food, though. Yeah, I, I would say, um, you know, there's, there's so many. You're really making me, like, chop my baby's head off here. <laughs> but <laughs> heard that one. 
<laughs> yeah, I would uh, say packing one. your lunch a couple times a week is uh, a really good start, you know, because this this eating fast food, the, the portions are too big. There's too much salt. There's too much high fat. Uh, unless you're eating, you got to be very specific where you eat out, the restaurants that you choose. Um, I just uh, interviewed Leo Greta's in Carnegie, and um, he's pulling everything in from local sources, and it's very healthy and very good, and he, you know, it's really, really All a right. good place. Before we came on here, I'm going to confess something. I had three cupcakes. Are you going to tell me that was a bad idea? <laughs> what kind of cupcakes were they? They were, sm- they were like, they weren't the full size one. They were like small, like them little gift ones. Uh-huh. But I was starving. I had a salad for lunch and I had an apple. And I'm thinking, I'm doing good. But the problem is, this is the cold turkey thing. When you try to not do junk food, you you just crash. You end up, yeah, yeah, and then you, you end, end up, up shoving three cupcakes down your yeah. throat. That's another great tip, though, is eating a salad for lunch, you know, and just uh, taking one meal and making it a salad. If when I want to drop a couple pounds, I do, I'll replace a meal with a salad. But don't augment that with three cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that it was like help. a you know blueberry cup. No, they were they were literally like Valentine's they were Day. Valentine's they were sitting Day on uh, okay. one of my boss's desks since Valentine's Day. They were nice and hard. I had to peel the thing off. You did it, yeah, you did it. And then how'd you feel? You were just like, oh, why would I do that? Well, first I thought, mm-mm, I don't care how hard these things are. This is delicious sugar. And then and you feel like you're right. You feel like crap after. It is tough. I'll tell you what happened to me today. I actually my my father-in-law is in town, and we've been ordering a lot of food and we ordered Mexican and uh, I got like a shrimp quesadilla it was huge I mean it was so big it was so big I ate half of it and then um, I always I eat leftovers I love to eat leftovers and I this morning I ate the other half and I'm like I'm like, oh, my God, that was like, it wasn't even like half. It was like the whole thing all over again. <laughs> so there must have been like three portions in there. I could have actually cut it in thirds. And that's, this is, I mean, you got a lot for your money, so it's nice. But you have to remember and you have to look at it and say, right. how big is this? You how don't have to eat it all at one time. Right. right, right. How can people get your book? It is in the process of being published. It's being edited right now. Edit, editing is a little bit expensive. I did, I do have a GoFundMe out there. Um, JodyVelasquez.com published my book. And I'm trying because it's edit, editing is in the thousands. And I'm just hoping to get some help or a corporate sponsor. We, I'm guesstimating maybe another month I will release it and I will let you know and you know if you want to put it on your Facebook of page course. too. But I really just right now trying to get all of these things. I have to have a cover made. You know, you have to get the ISBN. You have to get the barcode. The final oh, that's a process. Are you oh, are you are you going through a publisher? Or are you self publishing? Um, a hybrid. Okay. They call it hybrid. See, nowadays so. the old days of having to go beg somebody to publish your book are over. That's I love that. How come yeah. you didn't go to my guy? I told you who to go to. Well, it involved like a medical editor. So I was, oh, you know, I really okay. wanted to do that. Oh, maybe it was just so I could okay. make sure that, you know, the things that I were saying were correct. And, oh, okay. and I'm glad I did it because I was told you, you can't say that. <laughs> so Can't or shouldn't because, shouldn't, of, well, yeah. all right. So, um, you know, really, I'm, I'm just, I am, I have Atlas Elite Publishing that will put it in the format okay. and put it out there for me, but I'm trying to get the, prelim- the editing done and uh, just, you know, hope, a month. I'm hoping my birthday. Good. My All birthday's right. in May, so I'm All hoping right. uh, 
for my birthday, I'll have it out there. All right. Well, like I said, you know, we'll do whatever we can to get it out there. You know, Steve, I made a hitting video in 2003, and it was a particular phrase that I used about hitting. And it was made famous by this one particular hitting coach that I really studied. So you can't say that. Don't mention anybody's name because if you mention their name or that slogan, even though there wasn't a patent on it or trademark, they can come after you and say, well, you, it sold all those videos because, you know, say there's all kind of craziness that's involved with a book or with with a uh, video or whatever it is. Yeah, my book was published without my permission, but I was active duty at the time, so they took my research, published a book on it, and because it was considered public domain, I don't get a dime off of it. Oh, you never told wow. me that. Wow. Oh, my goodness. What was your book about? It was my dissertation, my thesis about that. Well, it was encryption and cryptography and all this other fun stuff, but yeah. not as fun and exciting as uh, you know eating healthy or moving stuff because uh, <laughs> because those are two things you're going to do. You're probably not going to try and break uh, cryptographic protocols. So, but if you're interested, it's out there on Amazon.com. But remember, I don't get a dime, so you do what you got to do. Um, <laughs> but I do want to. Uh, how, how about uh, just learning more about you? You got a website? What can we do if we want to go? Folks want to uh, learn about you. Velasquez.com. I have two Z's in my name, no S's, so it's V E L A Z Q U E Z, and Jody's J O D I, so it's JodyVelasquez.com. And you will find some amazing videos on there. I'm, I've been having cooking parties, and I'm teaching people how to make uh, Italian dishes. That's the first thing that I've been doing. Uh, we've made ravioli, and I have my friends come over, and they're all rolling the dough and helping. That's what <laughs> and my mom used to do. Yeah, yeah, they all get to take a tray home, and uh, I taught them how to make uh, gnocchi, and recently, we had a crepe party where we all we, I taught them how to make uh, French crepes, which was super fun because we had a crepe bar that had all this. I, I made the the healthy crepe. My my mom's recipe, which was just the crepe with a, some jelly in it, and it was a local jelly company, and I had the jelly in it, just a teeny bit of powdered sugar on top, not too bad. But my friends, we had bacon and sausage and ham and um, the good stuff. Fruit. We had <laughs> strawberries and all kinds of stuff. So it was good. You know, the fruit was in there and everything. So you can watch those videos. I also had uh, my dance instructor came on and we cooked uh, three each. I cooked a breakfast, lunch, and dinner meal that was healthy. And she cooked three, and we even danced a little bit in the kitchen. So well, you wonder why you're thin. You're dancing. You're cooking your own food. You're writing books. You're active. That's the key. You're not just wasting your time watching Netflix all day, 24-7. So people listening, man, that's, that's... Well, since you brought that up. Uh-oh. <laughs> Tell us about it. The last chapter of the book, if you are a parent or a, a caregiver, take, you know, watching children or even uh, preteens, uh, teenagers, the last chapter in the book gives 45, I think it's 45, uh, things that you can do that don't involve technology. <sighs> like a f <laughs> I wish. Look at your reaction, yeah. I wish. So, and those were the things that we did because I learned early with my daughter that if she was sitting there watching TV, the blood sugar was not going to drop. You know, so we came up with all these creative ideas, and I share them at the end. And I, 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 once I put the book out, I will tell people that buy the book just for that last chapter because you will never have so much fun in your life. <laughs> oh, good. Well, Jody, we appreciate you being on the show. You're having impact on many people. Continue to do so. Get the book, and we will let people know when it comes out on our shows. And uh, we appreciate you. You know I appreciate you always. And, always, uh, Claudia. Thank you, Steve. I really had a good time here. And 
hopefully I can come back when the book yeah. is out. And yeah. let anytime, you know. anytime. Well, you, we'll get you on Italian Impact Weekly. You are Italian. <laughs> That's right. I, well, when you said I, you were cooking, I thought, oh, yeah. yeah She's we'll, coming we'll back to on. Italian Impact. We'll get her oh, yeah the, yeah. the the recipes are all my mom's, uh, Patricia Martini. She was a great cook. And, you know, her mother was a Di Domenico. So it's a whole <laughs> line of Italians there. And the cooking was delicious. All right. Well, you we had me at cooking. Okay, everyone, don't forget about ItalianImpactWeekly.com. And uh, again, for the content of Talking Business of Life, go to ClaudioRelsano.com. As always, we appreciate you listening. And thank you, Mom and Pop. Thank you for listening to Talking Business and Life with Claudio Relsano and Steve Mancini. Tune in next week for more impactful business and life experiences with Claudio and Steve.